been one big sales act now hasn't it <laughs> I thought well I will casually look into fluoride holy moly holy moly well thank you for joining me and uh, pull up a chair let's have a little chat here about fluoride <laughs> around every corner is a new horror show well let's start off with the good news first um, fluoride is more toxic than lead <laughs> and in 2018, 73% of U.S. population or community water systems had access to fluoridated water. Yippee, yippee, yippee. Water fluoridation is the controlled addition of fluoride to a public water supply to reduce tooth decay and is handled differently by country. Fluorinated water has fluoride at a level that is proven effective for preventing cavities. This can occur naturally or by adding fluoride. The World Health Organization, or who are you going to call, suggested a level of fluoride from 0.5 to 1.5, depending on climate, local environment, and other sources of fluoride. Sounds like some pretty great stuff, doesn't it? Well, if you're in a different country, I would certainly... Now, I'm not sure that only 73% have fluoride in their water because they do the testing, right? But one area, many areas in China have fluoride at levels far higher than recommended due to natural occurrence or industrial contamination, which has resulted in high incidence of skeletal fluorosis. Water fluoridation levels are set at a national level. Yeah, but too bad nobody follows the national levels, right? So anyway, so you might want to take a look around in your own particular country to understand how much fluoride you have in your water. So let's take a look at this. I found a really good article, and um, let me just start it on. In the 1920s, aluminum manufacturing boomed. The industry needed to use fluoride to make steel and aluminum from the Earth's ore. Fluoride was the aluminum industry's most devastating pollutant. <laughs> Why do I find this surprising? The same substance is also a waste product of the fertilizer manufacturing process. If you don't collect it during the refining process, it remains in the phosphate fertilizer. Fluoride did considerable damage to crops and cattle near fertilizer plants for about a hundred years. Whoops! Fertilizer manufacturers then had to put on wet scrubbers to catch fluoride during the refining process. Whoops! The biggest dilemma for industries that use fluoride was the cost to dispose of this hazardous waste. And this story is going to start to sound, oh, I don't know, kind of like that show I did about our hearts and seed oils. And <laughs> the biggest dilemma was how to dispose of hazardous waste. A company in Pittsburgh, Alcoa, led by Andrew Mellon, had some revolutionary ideas. <laughs> and I might add dangerous. <laughs> he found out a way to cut costs <clears throat> of disposing sodium fluoride. Under EPA regulations, sodium fluoride had to go into a landfill for toxic waste. However, Mellon got himself appointed Secretary of the Treasury. At that time, it was in charge 
of the U.S. Public Health Services. So the Treasury and the Secretary also ran the U.S. Public Health Services. Okay. Mellon found a market for his toxic waste in the municipal water supplies, but he needed the help of a scientist to spread his idea. Just like those scientists from Harvard that helped push sugar on us, right? All of their experts and their people. So, Mellon appointed scientist Gerald J. Cox to change the image of fluoride. In 1939, Cox proposed that the USA should fluoridate its water reservoirs. He said that fluoride was good for our teeth. Cox was not a doctor or a dentist, but a scientist who worked for the country's largest producer of fluoride. Alcoa, backed by the military, wanted to profit from this toxic substance called sodium fluoride. In the 1940s, scientists noted that high-level fluoride areas had better teeth. <laughs> Since that time, studies have come under scrutiny. Scientists, you know, when they started off with um, trying to control women, they came up with lobotomies. Did they come up with this in a surgical sense? No, the original lobotomies were using ice picks, okay? And they only stopped at when they cooked up medications to what they call a chemical, um, what do you call it? Chemical straitjacket. That's what they call the medications they started pushing off on us in the 50s. A chemical straitjacket. Cheaper than locking us up in an institution. <laughs> and uh, easier to produce. Okay. Um, let me see. You get back where I was. Um, Alcoa, backed by the military, military, wanted to profit from this toxic substance in the 1940s. Since that time, the studies that come out, okay, that was where I was, okay. The fabrication of data, <laughs> excuse me, this is getting too good. The fabrication of data in scientific studies is nothing new. Many companies benefit from the poor health of the public. Because of weak science, the U.S. and other countries allowed water fluoridation. And like I always say, it is the plan, not the bug in the system, okay? One of the biggest scams in our society is the fluoridation of the water supply. The whole process starts when industries trap the toxic fluorine gas in water. When this solution reaches a concentration of about 23%, large tanker trucks pick it up. Then they send it around the country to use it as fluoridating agent in the water supply in the United States. The same rock used to mine for phosphate, pretty dangerous stuff, is also mined for uranium. The same rock, okay. <laughs> How much of this radioactive material that ends up in fluoridation is unknown? So the radiation process is getting this stuff, right? Nor is it clear outside of the industry whether anyone removes it before shipment. So likely this, these tanker trucks running around with this uh, fluoridating stuff <laughs> to put into our water likely has some uranium in it, and nobody really knows what's in that truck, right? Making a toxic waste material into a saleable product is attractive for the phosphate industry. It's expensive to send this material to hazardous waste treatment facilities. Once somebody buys this toxic waste, 
waste, it no longer has to meet EPA rules for handling dangerous waste. Isn't that convenient? So if you sell it to somebody, then you're off the hook. In this case, the buyers are the public water utilities. I couldn't make this up if I spent the next hundred years. You can't dump these hazardous waste products into the sea by international law, nor can you dispose of it locally because they are too concentrated. The most shocking truth about fluoride is its, most, is its use in dangerous weapons. And that naturally caught my attention, being a victim of smart meter radiation. <laughs> fluoride is more toxic than lead. Who would have guessed, right? but slightly less toxic than arsenic. Well, that's a relief. That is why we have used it to kill pests like rats and insecticides. Fluoride is the same chemical, okay, listen up, okay, used to enrich uranium for nuclear weapons and prepare sarin nerve gas. Despite that, Many places in the U.S. still put it in the municipal water system. Just imagine that. Here we are on the game board. We're in the country of the top eugenics, top, top number of psychopaths, and they're putting this crap in our water. I never would have guessed. I never would have guessed. A vast majority of countries in the world do not fluoridate their water. Only about 30 countries in the world fluoridate their water. So if you want to know if your country loves you, check to see if you're getting fluoridated water. Countries that have more than 50% of their population drinking fluoridated water include USA, 70%, Ireland, 70%, Chile, 70%, New Zealand, 52%, wow, Australia, 90%, Singapore, 100%, Brunei, 95%, Malaysia, 66%. Water fluoridation first began in the 1940s. Dental researchers believed believed, right? Did you hear me say any studies? They believe that fluoride's main benefit came from ingesting it. <laughs> came from ingesting it. They thought that the absorption of fluoride made the enamel more resistant to acids. And remember, dental, dentists also rock those two snakes, okay? If this doesn't get you onto distilled water and your pets, I don't know what will. Contrary to popular opinion, fluoride doesn't stop tooth decay at all. Most of us associate fluoride with better teeth and fewer visits to the dentist. But why do so many people have dental problems even if they use fluoride toothpaste or drink fluorinated water? Fluoride does not improve your teeth and can degrade them even more. Fluoride in drinking water causes a condition called dental fluorosis. Dental fluorosis is a discoloration of the tooth enamel. White patches become more discolored, going from yellow to orange and then brown. The amount of fluoride in the water increases the negative effects of this condition. There has not been a rise in tooth decay in European countries that stop using fluoride. European countries have no more tooth decay as a result of rejecting fluoridation. Tooth decay came down as fast in non-fluoridated countries as in fluoridated ones. Factors other than fluoride ingestion have been at work at stopping tooth no. Factors other than fluoride ingestion have been at work stopping tooth decay. 
Fluoridation cannot compensate for the shortcomings of diet and dental care. Many studies have failed to control for income level. Fluoridation is insufficient to combat dental caries, especially in children from low-income families. Most of the fluoride in the water doesn't even come close to the teeth. That's kind of scary. Even if fluoride shows some benefits, using the public water supply to deliver it is inefficient. Over 99.5 goes to washing the dishes, flushing the toilet, and watering the garden. Only a minuscule part that goes anywhere near the teeth. The rest adds to environmental pollution. This process is wasteful, except for the phosphate fertilizer industry, because they get to give all that to us, right, to put in our water. It is, it, is it is happy to get rid of chemicals. Otherwise, manufacturers would have to pay for expensive disposal of this hazardous waste. So if you can take your hazardous waste and use it to destroy living human people, <laughs> why not, right? You're going to make some money. I mean, isn't this all about money? So uh, fluoridation proponents say how well engineers control and track the fluoride use by measuring the concentration is not the same as controlling the dose. Yeah, there's a lot to this, and I'm not going to get into it right this second because, um, well, it must be doing something. Scientific studies show that fluoride is neurotoxic, kind of like lead, right, and causes birth defects and osteoporosis. Here again, something else going after our bones, right? Other dangers of fluoride include damage to the immune system, digestive, and respiratory system. It also affects the kidneys, liver, and brain. There is evidence that fluoridated water can affect the thyroid. Fluoridated water can increase the risk of hip fractures in the elderly. It also increases the risk of a rare bone cancer found in young men. Fluoride also calcifies the pineal gland. It is an endocrine gland that sits between the two hemispheres of the brain. Drinking fluoridated water may also impair glucose tolerance in diabetic patients. Gee, I wonder why the United States has so many people with diabetes. Huh, couldn't be all the water and stuff now, could it? The FDA has never taken any liability for the safety of the water fluoridation program nor have they bothered to check the safety of the chemicals used. Fluoride is not a regulated prescription drug or supplement. There is little or no evidence that fluoride is an essential nutrient. It has not undergone any clinical trials required by the FDA for other drugs. And that's pretty dismal, right? There has never been a double-blind, randomized clinical trial for fluoridation's effectiveness. Well, I think that pretty much sums up that fluoride is pretty bad, right? I kind of, I kind of, you know, I looked a little bit yesterday after I did the show, and I didn't come up with anything right away. And I thought, well, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with radiation. <laughs> well, it has a lot to do with radiation, no, doesn't it? Their favorite tool of choice, radiation, ties directly to fluoride. Well, that's all I have to say for now, kids. So, hey, be safe out there and head off into the sunset here. Let me share something with you about fluoride. If you have little people around you or pregnant women, listen up. Fluoride is considered a de developmental neurotoxin. 
and is one that affects the brain during the most susceptible stages of life, before birth and during early childhood. A systematic review of studies published in The Lancet, L-A-N-C-E-T, one of the most prestigious medical journals, recommended that fluoride be classified as a developmental neurotoxin. This would put fluoride in the same category as lead, mercury, arsenic, PCBs, and toluene, T-O-L-U-E-N-E. Fluoridated, and this is where it gets dangerous, okay, because fluoridated water leaches lead and greatly increases the amount of lead in portable water by up to ninefold. So it actually jacks up the toxin in lead. Um, so yeah, I think that um, children in high fluoride areas had significant lower IQ scores. Researchers found a strong correlation between fluoride and adverse effects on brain development. So do with what you may with all of that, but if you're in a country that is fluoridating your water, there is likely going to be great harm to the little ones. And I would have to say one last time, that appears to me to be the plan, not the bug in this system, right? That's how eugenics works. Get us in all kinds of different directions. We think they're going to get us one way, but really they've, they've, they've slipped around and they're getting us from so many directions, it would be hard for anybody to likely know where they got these things from, right? Because it's in the water, it's in the air, it's in the food, it's in our homes, it's in our smart meters. So yeah, we're pretty well surrounded by toxicity. So I just wanted to share that with you. And I would take it very seriously around any kind of infants or pregnant women. So goodbye for yeah, now. Again, yeah, you so fast there. Is anything straightforward? I thought, well, I'll just do this quick show and then keep moving along here. But, well, let me kind of give you just a little tiny bit more information, okay? Okay, the secret Manhattan Project used fluoride to create the atomic bomb. So I guess that storage, that story as far as how they came up with fluoride might be just a little bit wrong, okay? Not many people know that the atomic bomb in the 1940s coincided with the birth of fluoridation. Authors Griffiths and Bryson obtained declassified World War II era documents of the Manhattan Project. Well, 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 it was the ultra-secret U.S. military program that produced the atomic bomb, and I have done a million shows on this bomb. Fluoride was a key chemical in atomic bomb production, according to the documents. Millions of tons of fluoride were essential to yielding uranium and plutonium for the bomb. Fluoride emerged as a leading chemical health hazard of the U.S. atomic bomb program. Both workers and nearby communities suffered from the fumes. The same people behind the Manhattan Project also made inhumane testing on people. So they did these, they injected plutonium into secret military experiments. What they did was bomb program researchers made the most extensive U.S. study of water fluoridating. 
It was part of a classified operation code named Program F, 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 F as in Frank. It took place, listen up, Newburgh, New York, from 1945 to 1955. The chief toxologist of the Manhattan Project was Harold Hodge, H-O-D-G-E. He was also part of the committee of the Newburgh-Kingston trial of fluoridation. What a guy, right? Scientists gathered and analyzed blood and tissue samples from Newburgh citizens. So evidently, um, they studied some people in an area <laughs> about their fluoride. The bombs program fluoride safety studies took place at the University of Rochester. Here again, all their people, right? This university injected unsuspecting hospital patients with toxic doses of radioactive plutonium. If we do not need fluoride, why do governments insist on using it even if they know it's toxic? Why would they benefit by destroying our health? The shocking truth is that your government is not on your side. And it went on to say, Water fluoridation is part of the Rockefeller eugenics movement. Governments are the largest terrorist organization in the world. So yeah, um, so they, um, yeah, they took the fluoridation and then they obviously came up with some story about how they got the fluoridation, right? Then that, that story certainly didn't include this angle, right? They branded, Okay, um, the Rockefellers are also, everybody wants to blame the Rockefellers, but that's really not true. So, um, fluoride is a water product of the aluminum and fertilizer. Andrew Mellon, M-E-L-L-O-N, was a businessman, and guess what he also did? He was a banker. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He was also a banker. Um, I think I've covered all the rest of this. Um, yeah. I would definitely get the kids, get the old people, get everybody off of the water, right? Um, so it says filter your water, but I think you need to distill your water, avoid products with fluoride, get it out of your toothpaste, um, and the rest of it I will leave to you to do your own research, but I would consider seriously moving toward distilled water. And be safe out there and goodbye for now.